Blog Talk Radio. And there arose a king in Egypt who knew not Yahweh. And the fear of the Hebrews fell upon the people of the land. So Pharaoh set taskmasters over the people of the land who laid heavy burdens on them which were bitter to bear. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Most High. And he heard them from beyond the everlasting hills. In time he raised up unto them a deliverer whose name was Mashach. And Mashach grew mighty and was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. But he was a man who chose not to live out his days in the pleasures of Mizraim, and so answered the call of his destiny. And he came to the mountain of Alakim, which was called Horeb, where he saw a flame of fire burning around a bush, but the bush was not consumed. And the Moloch of the highest appeared to him and spoke from out of the midst of the fire, saying, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt and have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Therefore I will send you unto Pharaoh, that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Masha asked, when I come to the people and they ask, what is his name? What shall I say? The scriptures declare that Elohim said, Ahia, Ashar, Ahia. Meaning I am that I am, I will be who I will be. He said moreover to him, Thou shalt you say to the children of Israel, Yahuwah, the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever and my memorial unto all generations. And the children of Israel became vain in their imaginations and corrupt in all their ways so that they sought to replace the name of Yahuwah with the name of Adonai, meaning Lord. And many forgot his name and went after Baal, which also means the Lord. And from that time, many false names for our Creator have gone out into the world, following us into these last days and creating a controversy among the nations. Our Heavenly Father, who desires that his elect be not ignorant of his name, nor that we should be moved by the signs of the times, but that we should be steadfast in the truth, not wavering nor tossed and turned by the mouths of men. For some say that his name is Yahweh, while others say that it is Jehovah. Still others foolishly declare that it cannot be known. But we who are called and chosen have a sure word of revelation which has come down from the Father of light. Who would not have his people to walk in darkness. For I declare that we are the children of light. For he has revealed through the Ruach. Take the original vowel sounds A and U. Which are from the three pure vowel sounds which make up all the Semitic languages and apply them to the four Hebrew letters 
Yod Hey Wahey, and the name of Yahuwah is revealed. Therefore, let the name of Yahuwah rise upon the islands of Indonesia, and echo beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Let his magnificent name soar above the heights of the Himalayas, rest upon the shores of Sri Lanka. The voice of a messenger rides upon the clouds and races on the wings of the wind, saying, Send tidings of his name to them that dwell in Ghana. Let the name of Yahuwah shake the land of Africa. Declare his name in Zambia, Tanzania. Let it be shouted from Mozambique. Send messengers to sail across the Nile and awaken them that dwell in the Sudan. Let the name of Yahuwah invade the mountains of Afghanistan and rock the whole Middle East. Let his mighty name stretch forth with wings across Europe and Asia and cause them to tremble and sleep in China. Oh, let his name circle over the Atlantic, the Pacific, and all the oceans of the world to touch the shores of America. That his name might read from the peaks of the Appalachian Mountains to the end of the Rio Grande. Let his name extend out over the continental divide and journey down to field Brazil. Oh, let Yahuwah's elect publish his name in every nation and kingdom on the face of the earth. Let it be published in every country, in every city, and in every state. Yea, let it mount up and ride upon the wings of the eagles. Let it glide with the falcons, the hawks, and the crows. Let it reach up beyond the heights of the condors, that his name might touch the stars and fill the cosmos. Let the Malachim come down from the Shamayim. Let them ride upon the chariots of fire. Let them circle the cities. Let them stand upon the walls. Sound an alarm to the ends of the earth and lift up the trumpet to declare Yahuwah is mighty. Our king is strong. He has subdued the nations. He has crowned the sun. Let everything that has breath sing praises to his name. Let everything with breath praise the name of Yahuwah. Finally, when the end comes, when all things have been put under his feet, and all the nations have been gathered to meet in the city of gold, which is planted in paradise, we will all lift up together with one voice, magnify the name, of Yahuwah forever. Hallelujah. Shalom and Shabbat Shalom to one and to all. Welcome to Teach and Test of our radio. This is where we speak the unadulterated and the uncompromising word of truth. My name is Abir Yahu. I am still a humble servant of Yahweh Elohim. I speak to you in the name of Yahusha Hamashiach, our, our high priest, our sovereign king. Hallelujah. I hope that everybody can hear me well because we had some problems with yesterday's um, instructions. Today, I'm going to be doing some testing, if you don't mind, to make sure that everything 
is being, uh, you know, clear. Could somebody please let me know whether or not you can hear me just fine or not? Because I would like to go ahead and the broken up lesson that we was doing for the last five minutes on yesterday and then proceed on with today's teacher. So if someone could just let me know whether or not you can hear me clearly or not, please let me know so that, you know, we can go forth with our instruction. So, uh, you know, some people are saying it's kind of choppy. Uh, some people say it's a little bit. So I have to go ahead and take the time just to make sure that everything's good before we get started. All right, so let me switch and see how it's coming out. Okay, how about now? It should sound a whole lot better. All right, good. Okay, we flowing. All right, we're about to go ahead and get started. So on today's show, and please forgive me, uh, brothers and sisters, for, you know, what is he doing? I'm just making sure that the testing is going good uh, before we go ahead and start our program because I really hate when people could not get the instruction um, and the teaching on point. So I want to make sure that it's not chopped up, that it's not distorted, uh, so that we could go ahead and begin our teaching on today. Now, um, on today's lesson, uh, we're going to be going over uh, the stranger and the sojourner in the latter days. There's a reason why things are taking place the way that they are. You probably are wondering what's going on uh, with the uh, with the virus that's taking place and why it is shutting down throughout the whole entire world. Uh, it is a conspiracy that's going on, and people are thinking, okay, number one, uh, maybe it's against the, um, you know, you know, maybe it might be that uh, they're having this type of thing that's going on because, uh, you know, well, it, it could be maybe because they are attacking Judah. Or, maybe, you know, you hear all these excuses as to why they are doing it. You know, maybe they are against the nation of Yashariel, but the truth of the matter is, is that, it is a conspiracy that is taking place, and I like to discuss with you what that conspiracy is. I like to use that word a lot, and I use it a lot, you know, with um, our dear sister and and you know with other um, family um, pertaining to Yahweh. So I like to talk about what the conspiracy is. But first, I got to let you know we are in our Rosh Hashanah, Hallelujah! Today is Saturday. March the 21st of 2020, according to our Gregorian calendar of the Jesuits, um, it is the first day of the first month. We are in Abib. Uh, Abib is a very special time, brothers and sisters, because it is the springing forth. Um, It is the growth, or it is the barley harvest time. Hallelujah. So we are in the harvest time. Um, If you read the book about a sheep, or Genesis, it talks about seed time and harvest. So we are in the barley harvest. OK, 
okay? That's just to get everybody, uh, you know, caught up as to what we are um, speaking about. Okay. Secondly, uh, brothers and sisters, um, we're getting ready for our spring Mordin. Hallelujah. We're getting ready for our Peshach, right, our Passover. We're getting ready for uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. We're getting ready for the Day of First Fruits, which we call the Yom Habakarim. And we are excited as well for the Chag Hot Bazat, of course, that's the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And what are we doing spiritually to prepare for that? Okay, everybody likes to prepare physically. Oh, well, we got to throw the leavened bread out of our homes. But have you got rid of the leaven out of your heart? That is the main concern of Yahweh. But it is written. Okay, so we have to make sure that not only is the leaven out of our um, household, but our spiritual household. If you have a, a gripe or anything towards your brother or your sister, Get that out of your heart so that you will be in perfect alignment with the spring Moadim or the Moadim of the Abib, okay? So you want to be ready for that. Hallelujah. All right, so I just wanted to make clarity of that. Also, um, Talk, Teach, and Test by Radio is brought to you by the, uh, by the family of the Joneses out in Nevada. Shalom, shalom unto you. Also, uh, by the Bullock Family Foundation out in Arizona, and SALT, the acronym for Sisters Abiding in Light and Truth, who is going to bring unto you on April the 3rd through the 5th. They are going to be the main primary sponsor uh, for the uh, Peshach and the Unleavened Bread um, teachings and broadcast. Um, April the 3rd through the 5th, we're going to be celebrating out of the Kingdom Harvest of Charlotte, North Carolina. We are so excited that we are finally going to launch the particular ministry, the physical one, um, as far as people coming to fellowship and people coming to learn Torah. So we're going to be having those doors open. Uh, people have already emailed me pertaining to receiving the link. I have now forgot about you. i got your names listed. Um, we are going through Zoom. Um, Zoom is a particular format that you can come on, you can click on the link, and you'll be able to see. Plus, you'll be able to interact with your more or with your brother. Hallelujah. So I will be available for questions, concerns, comments. Um, all of that is going to be available at your, dis uh, at your disposal. Also, we're also going to have, uh, you know, our, our titrary, April the, uh, April the 3rd. We're going to be doing our feet washing and the breaking the bread. Then we're going to have the instruction following that. It's going to start at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is our target time for when we are going to bring forth the lesson. Um, and then on April the 4th in the morning, I just got confirmation and the approval. We're going to be at another location. Hallelujah. Um, at 10 o'clock a.m., we are going to be in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um, Brother Charles White Kaiser, um, the pastor of the Liberty Community Shabbat Congregation, has invited me to bring forth a teaching pertaining to the Spring Mordine, to the Spring Feast. So I will be there to speak there. It will be from 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time 
to 12 noon. Um, some of you on the West Coast, uh, uh, you know, we have a couple of people that listen to the show on the West Coast. Um, it's going to start at 7 o'clock a.m. But please, uh, if you need to rest, please get it. Um, we're going to um, do Facebook Live and probably a Zoom, so that way you'll be able to get that instruction then. So uh, you don't have to worry about whether or not you will miss it. We're going to record it, and it will be in the archives, okay? Um, following that, um, I'm going to do a talk, teach, and testify lesson. Following that, <laughs> then we're going to have teaching at the Kingdom Harvest. That's going to be at 3 o'clock p.m. That's going to be on Saturday, April the 4th. And then on April the 5th, on a Sunday, uh, we're going to finish our gathering, and that's going to be at 12 noon. That's going to be our final teaching. So talk, teach, and testify as well as the Zoom broadcast will be operating simultaneously. So, uh, you know, i like to thank everyone, um, Akut, Valencia, and everybody at uh, SALT uh, for getting it together. Um, we are going to go ahead and bring it forth so that everybody will be able to receive the teachings, even though they're trying to shut down the travel and things like that, you still will be able to look at it from the comfort or in the comfort of your own home. So that's going to be very exciting. Now, for those of you who want more information, you can always email us. Uh, you can email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com uh, pertaining to the April the 3rd through the 5th uh, conference or the uh, opening congregation teachings at the Kingdom Harvest. Or you could just email us at the kingdom, well, I'm sorry, not the, but kingdomharvestcongregation at gmail.com. So the email again is kingdomharvestcongregation at gmail.com or talkteachtestify at gmail.com. There are some people who have asked for donations. Hallelujah. Um, I pray that you will be Barak um, or Baruch in the name of Yahuwah Elohim. Uh, if you would like to do so, you can go onto the Cash app, just type in dollar sign, talk, teach, testify, capitalize the T's, okay? Or you can, if you are not comfortable with Cash app, you can always go to www.paypal.me forward slash talk, teach, testify, capitalize the T's again, or just email me if you want the direct links to Cash app or talk uh, or through the PayPal and I'll go ahead and email it to you, okay? Hallelujah. Um, your brother's also setting up a P.O. box, so that way I'll be also sending out literature to those who request it, if they want it in their hand. Uh, if you would like the PDF copies of the transcripts for today's show, you may email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. All right, hallelujah. I'd like to also say shalom to Akut Zarah or Zaraya and her Mishpaka uh, right here in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, to the Richardsons down in uh, South Carolina. I believe they are in Charleston um, or somewhere around in that region. And for all the 12 tribes of Yashariel, my family, hallelujah, much ahab to all of you. My prayer and my zeal is that the nation of Yashariel, so that they might be saved. 
Before we go into Romans chapter 3 and chapter 4, because I like to do a brief review because a lot of you said it was chopped up, and it was very good. It was very good uh, the teaching that came from the emissary Shaul, or we say the Apostle Paul. Uh, I like to read Tahalim 83, Psalms 83. It says, keep not your silence. O Elohim, hold not your shalom, and be not still, O Elohim. Verse 2, for lo, your enemies make a tumult. Now, for those of you who need to know what tumult is, it is the Hebrew word, and I'm trying to get it right. All right, I got it. It is hamah. That's Strong's Concordance, H-1993, Hama. So the enemies are trying to make a calamity, or they're trying to bring great commotion. It also means, Hama means to make a loud sound. So they're trying to make noise. Hallelujah. They are trying to bring a commotion to the people. They're trying to... Uh, trouble or disquiet the nation of Yashariel. They're trying to stir up danger. Your enemies make a large disturbance, and they that hate you have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted against your hidden ones. They have said, and let me go back to hidden ones. Because the the Hebrew word there is safah, safan, Strong's Concordance H sixty eight four five. It is spelled T S A P H A N. It means the covered ones. Hallelujah, the ones who Yahuwah protects, or the one who Yahuwah has reserved. So they have taken counsel against his reserved one or his covered ones, his hidden ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Yashariel may be no more in remembrance. Why do you think they call Yashariel, they call it Palestine, Israel? Even people is trying to say Yashariel, or they're not saying that they're saying Yah-Israel. And it is Yasharia, that is the Hebrew correct pronunciation for the nation. It mean, it comes from the Hebrew word Yasha, which means what? Upright, or to walk upright. The upright ones in what? In the Al, or the El, the Almighty. Hallelujah. So we are the upright ones, those who have entered into the nation through the Ruach HaKodesh. The set-apart spirit of Yahuwah, being able to first and foremost have what? Amelia, absolute belief in who Yahuwah is and who Yahusha is, and keeping the commandments. That's how you show your Amelia, by keeping the commandments of Yahuwah. So those of you who were homeborn, who have the blood of the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and even the Gentiles, who have been grafted in. We're going to be talking about that today. We're going to talk about Romans 11. Okay? You are part of Yashariah too. 
Hallelujah. If you proclaim the name of Yahweh, you are in the nation. If you are keeping the commandments, the statutes and the judgments of the almighty Elohim, who they call Yahweh, the highest one, you are part of Yahshariel. It doesn't matter. We're going to talk about John chapter 1 as well. It's not going to matter what bloodline you are from. If you are having the DNA of the spirit of Yahweh, the Ruach HaKodesh, you are Yahshariel. Hallelujah. Here's the next verse. It says, for they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against you. So the Hebrew word here is barit karat. So they are trying to come, they are trying to break the nation in pieces. Barit means to compact or to bring forth a league of individuals to do what? Karat, Strong Concordance H3772. It means to destroy or to cut off or to consume. The reason why these quote-unquote United Nations have come together is not for peace, brothers and sisters, but to present warfare against what? Against the righteous ones, against those who keep the name of Yahuwah in their mouth, who believes, totally believes in their creator and in his son, Yahusha. Did you think the United Nations was really placed together to stop war when they're having wars year after year? We're talking about, brothers and sisters, spiritual warfare. And we have to come together as a mishpaka, as an army. The dead bones, as it is written in the book of Ezekiel, shall rise up and be a spiritual army so that all nations would know who Yahuwah is. This is why we're coming together. Not so that we could wear head wraps, garments with fringes, but more so to show who Yahuwah is. We are to keep and to maintain the practice of what? Our culture. Our culture is righteousness. Go down to verse number 12. Who said, let us take to ourselves the houses of Elohim in possession. Oh, my Elohim, make them like a wheel as the stubble before the wind. As the fire burns the wood, and as the flame sets the mountains on fire. So persecute them with your tempest, and make them afraid with your storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek your name, O Yahweh. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish, that men may know. That you, whose name alone, you see the word bad, that means that you are a part, that you are the one and only, that whose name alone is Yahuwah, that you are the most high, that's where you get the El Elyon, over all Hahoret, over all the earth. Hallelujah. 
So we are to display righteousness so that people from all nations will come into Yasharia to receive protection from the wrath of Yahuwah because it is written and it is going to come to pass. So we need to get in order. I just wanted to give you all some encouraging words this morning. Hallelujah. I love it. Let's go over what we talked about yesterday. I just wanted to bring that to you. Since we are in Psalms, I'm being brought into remembrance what's written in Tahalim 22. Let's read Tahalim 22. Tahalim 22, Psalms 22. Let's go to verse 25. My Tehillah, my praise, shall be of you in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise Yahuwah that seek him. Your love or your laab, your heart, your mindset, the courage that you have, your understanding shall live forever. Verse 27. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto Yahuwah, and all the Mishpaka, the kindreds of the nations, shall worship before you. Notice it's saying Mishpaka. That is the family, family of the nations, the Goyim. They shall worship before you. I'm going to break that down a little bit. I want to read verse 28. For the kingdom is Yahuwah's, and he is the governor, he is the marshal, that's where you get marshal, the marshal, that means he has dominion among the nations. Notice it says among we're going to talk about among in a minute. This is what separates the set-apart ones from Christianity because they said that Yahuwah, he, he loves the world. No, he loves the ones who is his children among all nations. Hallelujah. Okay? All the ends of the world, going back to 27, shall remember and turn into Yahuwah. All the Mishpaka, Mishpaka means family. It also means a class of people, a species of individuals. It is a tribe of people. We are related. We are all kindred. What makes us kindred? The Ruach. What makes us kindred? Our Father, our Heavenly Ab, our Abba, Yahweh. That's what makes us kin. That's what makes us family. Listen to this. That's what makes us one of a kind. That's what makes us unique. We live in this world, but we're not of it. I'll get to that later today. That's part of our lesson. So people would know who Yahuwah is through us. He will get the extinct. When people give us extinct. We'll be able to give all of our honor and our esteem unto Yahweh. So they would know 
who he is. This is why he is bringing us salvation, so that people would know who he is. It is done for his name's sake, for it is written. You read that in Yahshua, Yahu, the book of Isaiah. Let's look at Revelation chapter 7. Hassan, the book of Revelation, that's how you would say it in Hebrew, Hassan. Hassan chapter 7. Now, this is what's going to happen once the 144,000 of Yashariel has been sealed. Let's read verse 9. After this, I behold, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number. Listen, of all Gentiles, of all nations, the Greek word is ethnics or ethnos, Strong's Concordance G, 1484, of all ethnics, all ethnic groups, a great multitude of all nations, and Mishpaka, there it is, and family, offshoots, and people, and of tongues, stood before the throne, before the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? Is the Lamb Yahweh? If if you're going around saying that Yahweh is Yahusha, or Yahusha is Yahweh in the flesh, then who's the lamb? Clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Listen. And cry with a loud voice, saying salvation to our Elohim, which sits upon the throne and unto the lamb. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Let's read that again. Oh, I, I, I love it. And cry with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our Elohim that sits upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Okay, I wanted you to see that. Revelation 7, verses 9 and 10. Look at Revelation, since we are are in Hassan or Revelation. Turn to chapter 13. I got a couple of verses to bring to you. Those who have ears, let them hear what Yahweh is saying pertaining to the dragon and the beast. Know who those are. Verse 7 and 8. Listen. And it was given unto him to make war with the set-apart ones, with the Kedushim, to over and to overcome them. And power was given to him, listen, over all families and tongues and nations. You see that? There it is. Verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man has an ear, let him hear. Verse 10. He that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He that kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience 
and the amunia, there it is, the absolute belief of the set-apart ones, or people like to use the term the saints. So you can see people of all nations. It's not talking about the scattered ones of the nation of Yasharia. It's talking about those who are in all nations who have came into the knowledge of the truth, who have came to have absolute belief in Yahweh, the creator and the master, and of the Lamb. It shows us right here. Let's go back to Tahalim. Let's go back to Psalms. Let's go to Psalms 67. I pray so far so good that the lesson is edifying you. Hallelujah. Okay. Tahalim, Psalms 67. Elohim be merciful unto us and barak us and cause his face to shine upon us. Salah. That's a praise break. Everybody always talk about the Salah. I see it on social media, and a lot of people don't know what Salah is. Salah is a suspension, a pause in the music. There is a song that's being, uh, that's being produced in the prophetic, in the Ruach, and they're going into a praise break. Verse 2 says that your way may be known upon earth, your saving health, listen, among all nations. There it is again, among. Yahweh is going to be picking, selecting those, those chosen ones among the nations. Like the nation of Yashariel was scattered among the Gentiles. We're going to be gathered from among the nations. It's not saying all nations. It's saying among all nations. Here's another piece of evidence. Malachi, the book of Malachi, chapter 1. Yahuwah has a very deep ahab, a very deep love for his nation, for the nation of Yashariel, despite how they did our Heavenly Father. He still loves his children. He loves his people. Let's read it. He still talks about his people and how his people is going to gather in the Gentiles. Let's read it. Malachi chapter 1, verse 11. For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great, listen, among the nations. There it is, among the Gentiles. There's Goyim. And in every place, incense shall be offered unto my sham, my name. And a pure offering, listen, for my name shall be great among the heathen. There's Goyim again, nations, Gentiles, heathens, says Yahuwah, Tazbaot, okay, of, of heavenly armies. Hallelujah, okay? So you see it right there. That Yahuwah, is, his name is going to be known amongst the Gentiles. So how are people going to go around and say, for instance, nobody knows the name of Yahuwah yet, or nobody knows the name of our Heavenly Father, where it says that the Gentiles wouldn't know the name. And his name shall be great among the heathen, the Gentiles. 
the nation. Okay. Let's talk about another reason why Yahuwah is allowing uh, the Gentiles to be amongst his people. Okay? This is going to be good because it is listed right here in Debar or Debar, which is Deuteronomy. Okay? Now, I want to stop and say this before we continue to go forth, that we have to stop putting down the Gentiles. The Gentiles are being grafted in. They may come back into the they can come into the nation. Okay? Now there's a reason why Yahuwah is allowing a strange people to be amongst his people. Okay? We're about to see it written in Deuteronomy. Okay? So you you have uh, Hebrew Israelites, et cetera, et cetera, who are, you know, putting their mouth on the stranger or the ones who want to be part of the nation of Yashariel. And some of us do have a misunderstanding, okay? But Yahuwah is going to bring forth a strange nation. There's going to be... People who are not, uh, they're, they're not born from the nation of Yashariel. And he's going to bring them in with us. Okay? Because the nation of Yashariel has made Yahuwah jealous. And because of that, he's going to bring this nation in to make the nation jealous. Okay? So they have provoked him. Let's read it. Let's go to uh, the bottom, Deuteronomy. I believe it's chapter 32. So Yahuwah just didn't come up with an idea of, okay, let me bring these people in, or let me bring this church in. This is pertaining to bringing his people back unto him, and he knows what to do to provoke us to come back to him. Hallelujah. The bottom, Deuteronomy, chapter 32. Let's look at verse 16. They provoked him to jealousy with strange Elohim. With abominations, they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed unto devils, not to Elohim, but to Elohim who they knew not. To new Elohim, the uh, Hebrew terminology there is kadash, to a renewed or new Elohim that came newly up, who your fathers feared not. Of the rock that begot you, you are unmindful and have forgotten Elohim that formed you. Look at verse 20. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. For they are a very forward generation. 
children in whom is no what? Immune or ammonia. There is absolutely no absolute belief in this generation. They are putting more uh, belief into computers, into the media, into, uh, and we're talking about social media. Uh, they're putting more uh, more belief into the government, into the schools and education, instead of putting it into Yahuwah. And for that, they are very frowned work generation. They are a very perverse or a very tainted generation. The Hebrew word there is tapuka. Tapuka means they are frauds. This is a very fraudulent generation. This is good. Verse 21, they have moved me to jealousy with that which is not Elohim. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities, and I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. I want to go to Romans. Uh, Let's go to Romans 11. Let's see what Shaul is talking about pertaining to the Gentiles and who could be grafted in and et cetera, et cetera, because a lot of people are saying it's just only for the blood, um, for the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let's see. Let's go... Let's let's go back to yesterday's lesson for a bit. Let's go to Romeo or Romans chapter three first. Because I want to make clarity because a lot of people uh, did not get the instruction clearly because it was chopped up. Okay, so I I promise I'll go over it for a couple of minutes, and then we'll go to Romans four, Romans eleven, and then we'll close out. Okay, here we go. Romans chapter 3, let's look at verse, let's start with verse 20. This is what we talked about on yesterday. Hallelujah. Now, it says, therefore, by the deeds or by the works of Torah, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by honomos, is the knowledge of sin. Honomos means the the Torah of Yahweh, the commandments, the judgments, the ordinances. This this Torah that Yahweh gave us it identifies what sin is. The, the the commandments, the judgments, they let us know what sin is. That's what Torah does. It keeps you in alignment of righteousness that you obtain through your belief. That's all Torah does. You cannot receive eternal life through Torah only. Okay? So the works of Torah doesn't give you eternal life. It is your immunity, your absolute belief, and the works. Read that in the book of Yacoub, the book of James, faith of our works. That's what it means. If you got absolute belief, 
but no Torah, your 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 belief is dead. So the the manufacturer of your belief is the works. Okay? You can't just do the works and don't have no belief. And you can't have belief with no works. The Christians teach you you can believe but you don't have to do Torah. They are teaching dead faith or dead belief. Okay? It's like a body without a soul. You got you must have a soul for that body to be living. Same thing. You cannot have Torah and no belief. Oh, I keep the Torah. I just don't believe in the Savior, Yahusha. I don't believe in Yahushai. I don't believe in Jesus or Jesus. I don't believe that the Son of Man came. Where well, you are walking dead because you're keeping Torah, but you have no belief in salvation and how it came. Hallelujah. Okay. So just bringing clarity there. So the deeds does it justify your flesh? <laughs> okay, that's what that's what Paul is saying. By the deeds of your traditions and your customs, there shall be no flesh be justified. You cannot be justified based on the cooking of the lamb, based on okay, y'all, let's uh, let's sit around and break bread and, and let's eat. Where's your belief? Here's verse twenty one. It says, but now the righteousness of Elohim, remember I always say this is your tradition or this is our, this is our custom. This is our culture. The culture is righteousness. The righteousness of Elohim without customs, without sacrifices is manifested, being witnessed by the Torah and the prophets. That's how it reads. They tricked you by taking, uh, you know, by making uh, nomos, honomos. They added the, so that you would think that, oh, yeah, the law is now manifested, so you don't have to worry about the law. Okay? Let's break it down slowly. Torah contains law. The law is not Torah. But Torah is teachings and instructions that come from Yahuwah. It contains law. It also contains rituals that the high priest had to do, that the priest had to do. That is manifested now, the, the, the traditions of the high priest and what he had to do to sacrifice for the cleansing of the nation during what we call Yip Kippur. That's done now. Why? Because it has manifested. Because the eternal high priest sits at the right hand of Yahuwah. And that's Yahusha. He was the lamb and the sovereign king that completed all of the prophecy and is going to that was sung by Malek Deu, by King David. Okay? This is what he's saying. This is what Shaul is saying, the Apostle Paul. The righteousness of Elohim without the customs and the sacrifices and tra- the traditions is manifested, being witnessed by the Torah, because the Torah told you how to sacrifice, 
who was going to do it, how to wash your hands. It taught the high priest how to sacrifice for him and his family before he could sacrifice for the nation. That's the instructions that he gave uh, during Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. It has manifested because Yahusha took care of all of that. And it was witnessed by what? The, uh, the Nebaim, by the prophets. Verse 22, even the righteousness of Elohim, which is by absolute belief, that's what Amunia is, of Yahusha HaMashiach, you got to have absolute belief in him, unto all and upon all them that believe. But there's no difference. What does that mean? It doesn't make a difference if you're Italian, if you're from the nation of Yasharia, if you're from Portugal, if you're from Brazil, if you're from Mexico or Medico. Wherever you are from, if you have absolute belief in Yahusha HaMashiach, you are in the nation. For all have sinned and came short of the esteem of Elohim, being justified freely. Now, how are you going to be justified? Are you going to be justified based off your works? Let's see. Being justified freely by his mercy through the redemption that is in Mashiach, Yahusha. Listen, this cancels the Trinity. I show, I show people this all the time. No, Jesus is God. It doesn't tell me that. It says the redemption comes through the Mashiach, through the anointed one, Yahusha, whom Elohim has set forth, who Yahuwah has set forth to be what? An atonement, a preparation. That's what preparation is is an atonement through absolute belief in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. The Greek word there is pronihani, which means the sins that have previously transpired, the sins that have already taken place. That's what the blood covers the sins that you have already done. These teachers need to stop lying about the blood that covers past, present, and future sins. That's not what Shaul said. It is for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of Elohim. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be righteous. That's what justice. That he might be innocent. That he might be set apart. And the justifier of him which believes in Yahusha is the question. Where's boasting then? It is excluded. It doesn't matter. I'm from Judah, okay? I'm from the transatlantic slave trade. My ancestors are Judah. I'm Igbo. You can cancel the boasting. It says, by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the Torah of absolute belief. How do you think Abraham was able to obtain the commandments and the judgments? Through his belief. Please go back and read Parashi or Genesis chapter 15. We did that on yesterday. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by absolute belief without the deeds of Torah. Now, it doesn't say ho-nomos, it says nomos. You are justified 
if you don't wear fringes, you are justified. If you have a beard or not, you are justified. Whether you have a head wrap or not, you are justified. If you're going to sacrifice a lamb or not, because those instructions, those rituals, those customs, those traditions doesn't justify who you are to Yahuwah. It is your belief. Verse 29, is he the Elohim of the Yahudim only? Is he not also of the Goyim, of the nations, of the heathens? Is he not the Almighty One of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Listen to verse 30. Seeing it is one Elohim, which shall justify the circumcision by Amunia and uncircumcision through Amunia. Do we then make void Torah through belief? Elohim forbid. Yea, we establish the Torah. Hallelujah. Now let's break down verse 30 for those of you who were unable to listen to it yesterday. It is one Almighty. It is the Most High, the El Eliante El Shaddai. He is the Almighty, Yahweh. He justifies us based on our Amunia, our absolute belief. Now, Amunia is spelled A U, I'm sorry, A M U N A H. Amunia means absolute belief. I'm going to give you a quick lesson on Armenia. Go to the book of Habakkuk. It's not Habakkuk or Habakkuk. You hear that all the time. It's Habakkuk. And in Habakkuk, it says it right here, clear as day. Hallelujah. Right here, it talks about how the just live. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4 says, Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not Yasha, is not upright in him. But the righteous shall live by his Amunia, Strong's Concordance H530, by his belief. Now, let's go over. Another one with the word Amunia in it. In Galatians 3, this is what Paul is talking about by belief, the absolute belief. Galatians 3. Let's read, let's start at verse 1. This should be a lesson to all of us. It is also in connection to Parashi or Genesis chapter 15. Because the Galatians believed that they received the Ruach through their works. <laughs> Listen. Oh, foolish Galatians. Now you hear the church say this all the time, and they are the foolish ones. Hmm. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who have bewitched you that you shall not obey the truth? 
before whose eyes Yahusha HaMashiach have been evidently set forth crucified among you. Question. How did the Galatians, how were they able to see the crucifixion of Yahusha? There wasn't televisions back then. There wasn't the Internet. It was in the heavenly scrolls. It's in the heavens. They let you know. Yahuwah put the stars there to let us know how the king was going to come. The proof is going to be shown later on in this chapter. It's not about astrology, brothers and sisters. That's saying, okay, I'm a Scorpio and I got some good luck coming. That's not what I'm teaching. I'm teaching astronomy. Yahuwah put that there so that we can see how salvation was coming to a people. He made sure that no one would be able to touch the stars. Hallelujah. Verse 2. This, only what I learn of you, you received the Ruach by the works of Torah or by the hearing of Amunia, of absolute belief. Are you so foolish? Have you begun in the Ruach? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain, he therefore that ministers to you the Ruach and work miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of belief? Even as Abraham had absolute belief in Elohim, it was accounted to him for righteousness. The righteousness was not because of the works of the letter of Torah. It was done because of his absolute belief. Do you or know you, therefore, that they which are of absolute belief, the same are the children of Abraham? This is what makes us kindred because we have absolute belief. We absolutely believe in Yahweh. We absolutely believe in his son, the Lamb, Yahusha HaMashiach, the sovereign king, the Melech Tesedek, the, the Melchizedek. Verse 8. In the scripture, listen, foreseeing. Okay, it's letting you know this was a prophecy. This was prophetic. Seeing, foreseeing that Yahweh would justify who? The nations, the heathens, there it is, the Goyim, through belief. See, we obtain the, the, you know, the 12 tribes of Yasharia, we obtain our salvation and our righteousness by belief. The, the heathens or the ones who are amongst all nations, they will receive it through belief. Listen. Preached before the good news, we call it the Basora, unto Abraham, saying, In you, Abraham, shall all nations be Baruch. So you're talking about those who are going to have the same belief that Abraham have. They're going to be gathered in the nation too. This brings justification to the Gentiles. They'll be able to receive it. Through Amunia, through absolute belief. Listen, so then they, which be of absolute belief, of Amunia, are Baruch with faithful, the, the full of absolute belief with the faithful Abraham. Hallelujah. Wow, I want to read, I want to keep reading. 
Let's keep reading, then I promise we'll go back to Romans, and it, it just get better. Uh, we are at the top of the hour. Uh, welcome to Talk, Teach, and Test our Radio. My name is Abir Yahuwah Obadiah. I'm just a humble servant of Yahuwah. I speak to you in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach, who is our high priest, our lamb, our eternal king, our Malek Chesedek, our, uh, you know, our king and our high priest, our Melchizedek. Uh, we are speaking about the stranger and the sojourner in the latter days. How is Yahuwah going to be able to bring those who have absolute belief in him and his lamb, how is he going to bring these who are amongst all nations and bring them back unto him and have them to be with the nation of Yashariel? We are in Galatians. Chapter 3, verse 10, we are doing an extended teaching for today because we, we have to get something straight. Hallelujah. So we cannot be pointing at the Gentiles where you can't come in because you're from the Ashkenazis. If they have absolute belief in Yahuwah and in Yahusha, those are our brothers. Those are our sisters. It doesn't matter where they live at. It's where they stand in Yahuwah. Verse 10 of Galatians chapter 3. For as many as are the works of Torah are under the curse. It is written, curses everyone that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the Torah to do them. But that no man is justified by rituals. In the sight of Elohim, it is evident. We read that earlier in Romans chapter 3. For the righteous shall live by absolute belief. Brothers and sisters, then we read that in Habakkuk. There it is. Shaul or Paul was speaking about what is already written. You are righteous based on your belief. Your absolute belief. Verse 12, listen, and nomos is not a belief, but the man that does them shall live in them. Mashiach has redeemed us from the curse of nomos, of law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. Now I want to stop here because those individuals who keep the law of Moses, because uh, I want to make this crystal clear here, because there's two sets of Torah. You have the Torah of Masha, and you have the Torah of Yahweh. His commandments was kept inside of the Ark of the Covenant. They call it the Ark of the Covenant, but it's the treasure chest of the Covenant. The law of Masha, or Moses, was kept on a side pocket of the treasure chest of the Covenant. Why do you think Yahuwah had them separate? Because curse is the one who kept the Torah of Masha. By keeping the commandments of Yahuwah, you are not under a curse. That's what Christians teach you. If you are in the nation of Yashariel, through the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? While they was walking in the wilderness, and then you had the mixed multitude, right? They all had to keep 
the instructions of Marshall that Yahuwah was given to Marshall to give to the people so they could survive in the wilderness. Then there were certain things that Yahuwah taught them as to what they should do once they got into the land to establish order. Okay? The commandments is an everlasting Torah. It's everlasting instructions. There's nothing that's going to wither away Yahusha told you that. Not one jot or nor tito shall depart. It says until the heaven and the earth comes to an end. So those commandments of Yahweh still stand in existence. Okay. So the Torah doesn't justify you. It just lets you know what righteousness is. It tells you what sin is. It's to keep you in the path of righteousness. You are to have absolute belief that Yahweh is your Elohim. And if he is your Elohim, then you will keep his instructions. You will guard them with your life. Because you know, because that's what absolute belief is, you're not thinking, but you know that every word that he says is truth, for his word is truth, okay? The Torah is not a belief, but the man that does them shall live in them, okay? Mashiach redeems you from the curse, okay? If it wasn't for Mashiach, if it wasn't for Yahusha, the people of the nation of Yasharia will still be under the curse. Listen to verse 14, that the Baruch of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Yahusha HaMashiach, that we might receive the promise of the Ruach through Amunia, through the absolute belief. The eternal life, it doesn't come by keeping Torah. It is done through your absolute belief, and with your absolute belief should produce works of the Torah. That's why Ahab, or love, is the completion of Torah. Because if you love Yahuwah, and if you love your brother or your sister, you will keep the entire instructions of Yahuwah, because it teaches you how to love your brother and your sister, and how to love Yahuwah. It was given to you because of love. Yahuwah loved you, and for that, it is the fulfillment. It produces or it teaches you what all love is or what complete love is. It is the DNA, not of emotion, but it is the DNA of spiritual completeness and shalom in that love. Yahusha didn't want to be a martyr. He knew he was going to be the lamb. And he loved his people so much, and he loved Yahuwah so much. He told the disciples, I will die for you. You must be willing to die for your brother. Yahusha was willing to die for his people.
Romans chapter 4, verse 1. This is what the true meaning of a bed is, or what a servant is. A servant does not come to be served, for it is written that Yahusha came to serve. He came to step in the gap for his nation. He knew he was going to he was going to pay the price. He was going to redeem a people, and the Gentiles will be also be able to be redeemed through him. His nation was redeemed by him. Romans four, verse one says, "What shall we say then?" That Abraham or Ab, as pertaining to the flesh, have found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he had whereof to extinct, but not before Elohim. But what does the scripture say? Abraham believed Elohim, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that works is the reward, not reckoned of mercy, but of debt. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the unsanctified, his absolute belief is counted for righteousness. Even as David, or Deud, also describes the blessedness of the man, whom unto Elohim imputed righteousness without works, saying, Baruch are they whose lawlessness are forgiven, and whose sins are covered. Baruch is the man to whom Yahuwah will not impute sin. Come this Baruchness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that absolute belief was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned when he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision. But in uncircumcision, Abraham was not circumcised when Yahuwah gave him the promise. <laughs> Come on. And for that, he circumcised himself and his family. Read the next verse. Verse 14, and he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the belief which he had yet been uncircumcised that he might be the ob of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. Do you see how crystal clear Yahuwah makes his word? It's not difficult. We make it difficult. Abraham was uncircumcised when he gave him the inheritance and when he gave him the promise, when he delivered him out of the house of his father Haran, and out of the grips of Nimrod. And the promise that was given unto him, how Yahuwah baruched him to be a prince, to be the father of all nations, when he was uncircumcised. He was a Gentile then, until Yahuwah gave him the inheritance because of his belief. And now as a sign of your belief, you must be circumcised. It's nothing but a physical example of the spiritual notation of you cutting your flesh. Sacrifice is the cutting away of flesh. 
circumcision, having circumcised ears, having in the book of Deuteronomy, it is written to have a circumcised heart, to have a circumcised mindset. That's how you become a child of Abraham. That's how the Gentiles, those who are scattered throughout the world, and those who are in different ethnic groups of different races and nations and nationalities, this is how they will become one. Following the steps of Abraham through absolute belief. I just had to stop for a minute because uh, our dear sister was writing, hey, a Gentile can be great as well. Indeed, in Yahuwah. Read verse number 12 of Romans 4. And the father of circumcision, that's who he became. He became the Av or the father of absolute belief. He became the forerunner or the forefather of of circumcision because he was the first one Yahweh had commanded to circumcise him and his household. Even Ishmael was circumcised. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walks in the step of that absolute belief of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. We'll stop here. When the Gentile decides Yahuwah is his master, this is when we say, Yahuwah, sit on the throne of my heart. Yahuwah, I will follow you till the day I die, till the day I leave this planet. That Gentile has made an absolute belief and an absolute dedication. There is loyalty that he shows toward Yahuwah. Yahuwah will embrace him and bring him in and teach him just as well as he would teach the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Yacoub. The ones, some of those of which they don't believe. There are many who still don't believe. You can go to your local church for that. So brothers and sisters, don't count the Gentiles out. Embrace them and love them as one of your brothers and sisters because nothing is going to take place until the fullness of the Gentiles. We're going to read that tomorrow in Romans chapter 11. I wanted to say the best for last. I didn't want to go into that without completing the whole lesson. So we're going to go over that on tomorrow. Hallelujah. Ooh, that'll do it for me. Uh, please forgive me for going over the time limit. I, I, I had to bring some clarity. I wanted people to see Romans 3 and 4 and how it brings clarity. Hallelujah. Ooh. And I'm so excited for the nation of Yashariel. If you look at Joseph, Yahusuf, how he wore the coat, the croak of many colors. Did y'all get that? <laughs> how he saved the ones who believed. Yahusuf or Joseph was second in charge. Yahusha is second in charge, the lamb that sits beside the father. 
understand and examine the greatness that lies within you. It is Yahuwah that has you to breathe in and out his name. When you breathe, his name comes out. Hallelujah. And if you have absolute belief, not in me, not in any other moray or teacher or whatever you want to call them, but if you have that absolute belief in his word, if you believe in what Yahuwah said, if you believe who he is and believe who Yahusha is, I pray that you will receive eternal life, that you will receive the Ruach HaKodesh. Follow the instructions once you have the Ruach. Watch and see what he does within your life. That'll do it for me. This has been another Talk, Teach, and Testify instruction. For those of you who are keeping the Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom unto you. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your rest. Enjoy this first day of the uh, of the Rosh Hashanah. We are in the new year. Have a beautiful day. It's beautiful outside. Despite the circumstances, it's still a beautiful yum. It's a beautiful day in Yahweh. Shalom and Shalom. Baraka Haba Hashem. Yahweh Eloha.